The annual scientific meeting of the NHS Scotland Mental Health Research Network takes place on the 30th of October in Glasgow and people can attend in person, uh, sign up details below and they can attend online and follow the discussions remotely. So in the kind of run up to this, we've produced a series of podcasts to preview some of the content that will be discussed at the meeting. But please do check out the programme, which is very varied, and I'm sure there's something for everyone in there. So please do follow the hashtag and look out for the podcasts that appear in a run up to the event. So today, for the last podcast for the annual scientific meeting, uh, I'm joined by three people who have got a wealth of experience in patient and public involvement. And to my mind, this is one of the most important changes we've seen in research in the last 10 years, that researchers are genuinely keen to involve members of the public and people with lived experience in their research projects in an active way. So they're partners in research rather than just the subjects of the research. So I've, I would like the, the three of you just quickly to introduce yourselves to uh, for the podcast, and then we'll get into the questions. Hello there. Uh, my name is Ali Piri. I'm a public and patient involvement consultant. Team. Hi, I'm Leonie Richardson. I'm a research assistant on the team. And hi, I'm Stephanie Allen. I'm the other research assistant on the team. So the three of you all work together in a team, is that right? Yes. yes. Yes, we work as part of the Psychosis Research Group at the University of Glasgow. So I wonder if you could start by just giving our listeners a sense of why it's important for members of the public to get involved in research. There are so many activities involved which are, are varied and many, like for instance, there is an opportunity, like as a PPI member, to contribute your, your ideas into the research and become part of the research and also carry out consultation work. For instance, there was research which was being done, like in Avatar 2 therapy, where there was a lot of qualitative research that had to be done. So as a PPI member, there was a lot of contributions there which were done by PPI members. I feel like just working with colleagues with personal experience, it helps ensure that perspectives, experience and needs of like patients, members of the public are considered and really integrated into like decision-making process of the research. Yeah. And again, it's just important to like share power in that way, like deciding like what questions are asked and even like what research gets funded and helping like set priorities and also how to conduct the research and something like Ali's had a key role in is like helping to like interpret the research so taking like leadership and like analysis like what does it all mean like significant well like significant important to who so I think working directly with people who experience mental health problems really helps get to the heart of that yeah I suppose it's also about, you know, people who the research concern directly having, you know, the right to have a say in that, you know, as you were saying, what what gets research, what's important. And in turn as well, with having those kinds of insight and knowledge and skills brought to the project, it kind of makes the research 
kind of maybe more helpful and more relevant to the people and communities it's it, it actually aims to benefit if, yeah yeah absolutely agree and i think when it comes to this work like it's fantastic it's great people can perhaps show the positive benefits in research but ultimately i think we're underpinned that people have a right to be there yeah 100%. as well and have a say in research that impacts their lives i i think that's a superb summary from your experience what, what what's made the difference in being actively involved what i can say is from being directly involved you help in shaping out the structure of the research because your voice is heard and you can relate from your own experience and also share perspective which like the researchers won't be able to have Mm-hmm. That is how I can sum it up. Yeah, 100%. It's about collaborating, isn't it? It's about mm-hmm. kind of working together and coming to that kind of shared understanding to answer these kinds of questions, you know, mm-hmm. making sense of it together. And I think what makes a difference to build on like Leone and Ali's excellent points, like it's about power as well, like sharing decision-making power in like a research project like who even decides if it's a good research project in the first place, like how's the research done? Like, what is it like to be part of that research? Like, how is that information gathered? So it means being being involved in, like collaborating, but then also like leading on research as well. That's about recognising the importance of different kinds of perspectives and experiences that people come to with on a research project, isn't it? It's about seeing value in in lots of different kinds of knowledge you can bring in and and seeing all of that as instrumental to making your research project a a good one really again it's the importance of being part of a team yeah so like lots of different perspectives like people get to have a say like i guess getting away from the notion that science is just done by like so geniuses like alone in labs but it's not like it's done in teams. And it's also about adding a voice and sharing the power in adding that voice so that kind of work which is being done is as inclusively as much as it can be. That's a great point. And this is all about making sure that research serves the purposes of the people it's supposed to be for. Mm -hmm. So we, we heard at the start some of the examples of the sorts of things you could do in a PPI role. I, I wondered if you could expand on that. If I was wondering about well, how, how could I contribute to, to a PPI role, what sorts of things might I be doing? Like there was qualitative research which was done on the avatar to trial therapy and it meant doing qualitative research conducting interview questions and generating topic guides and participating in in information about interviews and analysis and writing blogs and uh, having a creative workshop. So that's quite a broad range of different things from writing, doing the research, getting your hands dirty, if you like, with the materials uh, 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 that the the research is using. It's been just really incredible, like working with PPI colleagues. Because Ali mentioned the creative workshop, but that's probably a really nice example to share from Avatar too. Because the way the study worked, it has a a website, 
which was designed to kind of like promote the trial and also if people were thinking about taking part, could help them put a face to a name, like could maybe go in a parade, like have a think, look, what is this for me, like what sort of people are involved. And they had some blogs on the website, that was a key part of it. It updated just the public with things like recruitment targets, but also people with personal experience of hearing distressing voices would write blogs, sometimes about experiences of therapy, if they'd access that, others discussed experiences of stigma, like experience and discrimination in the workplace, and also began to share poems mm-hmm. and like creative outputs. But it was noticed that people could sometimes, you know, it's really it's quite vulnerable sharing something personal, like on the internet, people maybe didn't have a lot of confidence. So one of her colleagues, Ollie, who worked down in London, had an idea of perhaps it could be a creative workshop where there's protected time people could get together and be able to share like creative ideas, things like poems, short stories, just have a supportive space to get feedback from peers. And then that space became part of the trial and it resulted in more blogs and more poems being shared and even a podcast, Mm -hmm. which was a suggestion led by one of our PPI colleagues here in Glasgow suggested that poems great but it might be really cool if you could talk about ppi in the form of an avatar to podcast yeah. but that again it's just something that's ppi led like i'm not sure i'm doing the trial for a podcast would be an outcome of the study yeah 100 i mean it completely emerged you know it took a life of its own and, and a real real important place in the trial yeah i, I as someone who builds websites for research projects I heartily agree (laughs) at the importance of having because it's about communication aspect and the dissemination of the research in a way that people can engage with I I wanted to move on just a little bit and talk about a jargon term we sometimes hear in PPI which is co-production and I just wondered if you would be able to explain what's meant by co-production and have you had any experience yourselves in it sounds like you have in in leading and co-producing research and 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 how did it go what i would say is co-producing research it involves within the qualitative study there was content like there were questions which had to be asked uh, to participants about the example about the avatar to trial so part of that content or part of the questions or the questionnaires which had to be included as part of the questions that had to be asked were co-produced together by the research assistants as well as by the PPI members. And it relates also as well to the topic guides which were used as as a summary and a guide to, to the questions which were intended for the qualitative research so that's part of the work which has been co-produced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Sally. And just a little bit of a kind of background on that, like an avatar was like a programme of qualitative research, which was a series of sub-studies to explore it was people's experiences of the therapy, but also their experiences of what's called experience sampling methodology, which is kind of like a diary type study, like people would 
receive prompts 10 times a day for up to a week, like asking them to rate their experiences of the caring voices. So there was quality of research, which involved like asking people about their experience of trial procedures, as well as the therapy. And as like Ali's really helpfully summarised for us all, like people with personal experience were involved at every stage of that, from like helping to develop kind of interview schedules, like deciding what questions to ask, like actually co-conducting the interviews. And then as Ali was saying, like being able to like not just rigidly stick to the question schedule, but also like share own experience, like if that felt okay to do in the moment. Indeed. Also, um, the experience that NHS therapists had in delivering the therapy, as well as Black people's experience of receiving avatar therapy specifically. So there was this whole kind of kind of program of, of, of qualitative studies that were built into the trial and at their heart kind of really tried to bring in those principles of co-production and, um, and also kind of making sense of those interviews as well in a more kind of ana um, analysis stage. But that was really kind of at the heart of the program and was really um, an important and quite instrumental bit in the Avatar 2 trial when it came to PPI work. Really good to talk about the analysis as well and the research gathering, the data gathering. I think you've given some really good examples there of how your involvement has made a difference. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit more generally, how did you get involved in this area of work? And what, what were you just standing outside and someone came and grabbed you off the bus stop? <laughs> or uh, And what do you enjoy about it? Okay, for instance, in my case, I had a CPN who referred me to, in this particular case, to Stephanie. I met with Stephanie and she explained to me the role of what uh, a PPI work does. From there on, I had a lot of interest and then I became involved. First of all, there is teamwork. You get the opportunity to work with other people and you get to have your ideas which relate to your lived on experience to be had, like the ideas, you can share those ideas and you can be had. This helps out in structuring, in structuring the research. And what I enjoy most about this kind of work is besides working as a team, you also learn a lot and you give in and you also get a lot in return as well. And I enjoy that the most. That's really lovely. Yeah, I think we were actually just chatting about this before meeting with you, Douglas, you know, about things that we've enjoyed and this this idea of giving a lot to research and a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge, a lot of skill, but also all of us kind of learning so much more together because it's a bit more kind of an open-ended way of working. So you might have your kind of research goals in mind and, and and what you're wanting to do with the research and what tasks are kind of set out in that kind of way. But with PPI work, you've got kind of an, an openness there as well, where you can, you know, connect and, and learn together and, and evolve together and, and gain lots of skills together and, and, and hopefully, you know, get something back from being involved as well. I think it's just nice to find connection because it's like a privilege to work with people with the same values. You know, we're all there because we want to do research that improves the lives of people who experience mental health problems. We're all there with the same goal. Like we're all the one team. Just to build again, sounds like I'm just repeating 
mm-hmm. Ali and Leone, but I think it's teamwork. 100%. And the importance of that being a good team, though, where you feel like you can be yourself and support each other. Yeah, 100%. It's also about human, you know, relationships. It sounds as it sounds as basic as that, but, you know, this team and, and, you know, working together, but there's also getting to know each other and connecting. And I know I, I joined the project a bit further down the line and I felt so welcome um, by all of my colleagues and, and it was just great to get to know everyone you're working with. Like, personally for myself, I would say, you know, when you have had lived experience, you find there are moments when you become unwell, you spend a lot of time at home, and then you don't find yourself with a purpose in life. But being a PPI member, it gives you that sort of a, an inspiration. It allows you to engage again and become part of the community and start to contribute in a certain sort of a way. And it allows you to become open-minded about a lot of things that can be helpful towards research. And I find that taking that step is something which is worthwhile. Thank you so much. Uh, As you say, Ali, it's also something that's helpful for a person who might have a long-term condition to feel they're involved in a process that is helping to improve things. Indeed. So what advice would you give someone who was considering getting involved in research? What I would say to them is, first of all, they need to set time aside for time to be inclusive within the required. There is an opportunity to work with other people in in structured teamwork as well. There is the opportunity to, to build relationships and and connections as well. Would you have any particular advice for researchers or anything, any pitfalls that they need to avoid um, or, or positive things they can do that can help to bring people in? They need to be open-minded about the approach as much as they can be, be honest about the amount of time required for, for taking part in the PPI work And then also when it comes to building a relationship with the PPI members. Grant, what about the rest of you? What what would you say to researchers who are thinking about embarking on a uh, PPI-led project? I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's it's just um, kind of perhaps building on what Ali was just talking about there about the, the time that it might take to be involved and and I suppose having that kind of honest and transparent conversation, but also in communication throughout the project, but also thinking about, you know, being being inclusive and, and, and flexible, you know, allowing that kind of flexibility in the way that people might want to be involved. Someone might be involved in an aspect of a project, but not another, or might be available at one time of life and really busy at another. And so maybe kind of allowing for that, you know, thinking of it as a as a flexible thing so that it can fit people's life and how life can change as well at different points yeah. in time. Good, just respecting people's time and also yeah. like being able to meet them where they're at. Do you think again, like just making sure that there's time and the PPI work is valued. Mm-hmm. So you know, sometimes we research there's so much on that perhaps 
some researchers I could see like maybe maybe falling by the wayside like if there's other demands. I think it just comes back to relationships like just invest in the time to build them and being approachable. So the PPI members would know where to go if they don't understand something or if they're questions about payment, things like that. I suppose just making sure people know where to go and like adequate times and communications being given to allow all that to be like transparent. Yeah, 100%. And I think we could go back as well to the, you know, this idea of of being open-minded about what the work might end up looking like and, and open to things happening organically, you know, within discussions with PPI colleague, having that space and enthusiasm to implement PPI generated idea and, and this idea of, you know, giving back as well. Mm. And that comes through relationships, doesn't it? But it also comes through, you know, genuinely wanted to be supportive colleagues, really. Yeah. And then there is uh, support and training like it brings the opportunity to develop new skills and the idea of of inspiration in the work like when you see other people doing the work you you might get inspired to like for instance to want to do even further education because of the amount of work that will be involved and within the research areas that will be taking place. Thank you so much. That's so interesting. And you're absolutely right, because this is it's not just about the specific project, is it? It's about people development. It's about developing a culture of research that is, uh, and that goes, as you say, into personal development, learning, and perhaps you know, developing into a uh, whole new skills and, and knowledge that, that that you might not have had before. We're going to hear from you in more detail, aren't we, on the 30th of October at the annual meeting about your work on the Avatar 2 project. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah indeed. We'll be kind of talking about a lot of the things we've spoken about today and, and, and more. <laughs> well, I'll very much encourage our podcast listeners to tune in on Monday. If they're not um, attending in person, they can sign up to watch the conference online. And I'll be there with my mental health hat on, live tweeting what goes on. So we hope to add a few more details around uh, around this conversation. But I just wanted to thank you very much for your time today in, in explaining your work. Uh, it's fascinating and I uh, really appreciate you uh, joining in. Yeah, thanks so much, Douglas. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks, Chris.